Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. What up? We're back. Jay Foreman, Austin Orman, uh, the old school. Dang, I'm tripping. The old school brought to you by the Mercado <laughs> Certified PMT Special Ingredients of Butcher Shop. Located at 84th of Havelock, 30th and Yankee Hill. Every type of meat and every type of cut. Uh, we are we are knee deep into recruiting season. We are knee deep into... We're moving closer. You know what's funny is, Austin... As much as everybody's talking about the transfer portal, flight tracker, updates, mm-hmm. who's in the portal, who potentially might be in the portal, X, Y, and Z, we have not said much about the early signing period. It's funny how big a deal that was at the time yeah, and how quickly it faded into the background. Right. It's like the transfer portal and NIL is the new deal mm-hmm. and or the new, new hot topic. Um, I think it'll continue to get better. And then once they make some changes to it, then that'll be the new part of NIL and transfer portal hot topic. But it's just interesting. You got, um, was it uh, Carlin Jones, mm-hmm. the former Nebraska commit? He just got an Alabama offer. So you knew that was probably a reason why. I, and Ohio he, State was the one the that he committed one. after, and now Bama's getting it. Right, added. right. So it, it, listen, no, Nebraska did nothing wrong. They, they, they got in on him first. They, they were showed him enough love or whatever. The relationship was good enough that he committed. And Ohio State and Alabama, they're just in a different place than we are. And and that's know, what Nebraska did wrong. It didn't win enough. Right. But also, sometimes you can chase something and then get there, and it might not be what you think it is. Because sure. I would I could argue, argue with it. Now, unless the Ohio State said, listen, we're going to give you four times NIL or something like that. I don't think that really happens, but I, I I could argue and feel good. I could make a pretty good case that where this team is and where it possibly could go with the help of him, that he would be in a better position to get where he wants faster here than Ohio State. That's probably fair because he's right. not seeing the field as a freshman at Ohio State right. or Alabama. Right. Probably not as a sophomore, maybe sparingly rotationally. Yeah, redshirt sophomore year. Right. Whereas like if here, if you show potential, you we, we've shown that we'll play some young guys. You get better, you'll get more reps, mm-hmm. and then you'll be in there and you you have a great coach in, in Coach Knight. Even if, like you said, NFL teams aren't looking at your freshman year film. No, they're not. That's still a I year mean, they're of looking reps at for your development fresh- for your sophomore Right, they're looking film. at your freshman year film, but just because you played as a freshman doesn't mean that you're on track to make you know go mm-hmm. to be a first round. They're looking mm-hmm. at your last full year and then the, the last four games of the previous year, first four games of the, of the present year, and the last two or three games of the present year as well. We were That's talking it. with... Uh, Brian Munson about that earlier in the week about Carlin Jones, and he described him as a Swiss Army knife. I think of a guy that Nebraska 
recruited. He ended up going to Clemson, Isaiah Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um, even Micah Parsons, you can do some different things. Yeah. But Parsons in the NFL has been unlocked once Dan Quinn let him specialize. Stop dropping him into coverage. Stop trying to play him inside. What's the value of versatility along the defensive line versus like just having a spot nailed down where Man. you can just go cook? For him to be that size <laughs> that can play all four positions and be effective, that's that's why you have Alabama and Ohio State coming mm-hmm. in. That's why you'll probably get Clint. Everybody's going to p- potentially start offering because you could do so many things with him. And he's a, he plays hard. He's a hard worker. He comes from a good program. He's competitive. So you got all the tools that you need, and he wants to be good. So mm-hmm. you know you're it's a a slam dunk as far as a, a as a a prospect. And so as far as Michael Parsons in the NFL, you have to make sure you specialize it. And it's kind of like with Brian Urlacher. Remember when Brian Urlacher mm-hmm. first came out? They tried to put him at Sam linebacker, have him over the tight end, didn't work well. Put him at middle linebacker, and he became a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Find him where when you're when you have special players, don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 whoever wherever he ends up going, it, you know, gets there. It's up to the D line coach or in the defensive coordinator and head coach put him in the best position to be successful, and just watch him do work. It was funny you bring up Erlacher. Amon talked about him on the one hour show last night. He said, whenever the Packers played the Bears, their game plan was run right at him. Yeah, which sounds counterintuitive, but they said he was a good side to side linebacker. But the Packers excellent. found something on film that they could just run straight at him. They trust their line to to get on top of him and not let him get off that block quick enough. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was phenomenal. And especially they had a great defensive line then mm-hmm. with Tommy Harris and uh, Adams, and then they had you know a ton of defensive end Alex Brown. Mike Brown was a safety. You know, Peanut Tillman. I mean, they mm-hmm. were you know. They had uh, Justin Vasher, you know, corner. They had they were they had a really good defense. So and then they had Lance Briggs, who should be a Hall of Famer as well. And actually, be honest with you, I, I would I would take Lance Briggs before I would take Erlacher. I, I said that last night in the show, no, Lance Briggs was really underrated. Nothing against Erlacher. Mm-hmm. Lance Briggs was a better player. He's the one that made that defense go. He mm-hmm. played the defense. Him and Mike Brown played the premier positions, particularly Lance Brown or Lance Briggs. He did phenomenal. But so that when you have all those great players, you can run and hit. And so you're getting over top of everything. And his speed, once he got going, being 6'4", 250 pounds, he could hit and he could cover it in the, in the Tampa 2. He could make plays on the ball. Plus being a legit 6'4", with long arms, he's a he's a he's dynamic in pass coverage. Run blocking, I think, you know, where he struggled at, he just didn't have the experience. You know, he was a safety mm-hmm. in college. So you got to think he never played linebacker until he got to the pros. And that means you're gonna you have to learn to read blocking schemes, take on blocks, get off blocks, and all this other stuff. That's footwork, that's hand position, right. all sorts of stuff. I'm sure you could talk and, about. And for be that big, he wasn't overly physical. You know, there's that famous play when he got ran over by Jerome Bettis at the goal. Line. A lot of people got ran over by Jerome, Jerome Bettis. <laughs> so you know, you know, just the ability to take on blocks and do all that stuff is just comes from, you know, lack of experience doing. It. But I think as he got older in his career, I think he got better at it. So. Um, you know, look, he, when he's he's the, he's a guy that you found a way. You see with Michael Parsons, you see even with Lawrence Taylor, he talks about the story of Bill Parcells riding him every th- every day. You know, and finally he went to Bill and was like, "Look, man, you got to either let me do this my way, or or you got." He's like, "Trade me." Mm-hmm. Bill Parcells, uh, Parcells let him go, and then after then, he said Whoops. that he, <laughs> he Lawrence Taylor said the story. He's like. He's like he's he's like you he's like he put me down a second thirteen for about five minutes, it was about two plays, and then he he got back up there. So, 
special talent. Wish them all the best. But I think, you know, like we were back to what we were saying, I think the transfer portal and everything else and the college bowl, uh, football or college football playoffs and the bowl selection really has taken over, you know, this early signing period. You got to think, like, uh, I saw what Matt Rule and I think it was Matt Rule maybe himself was up at Daniel Kalen's house. He was at a couple other guys that were already committed, mm-hmm. making sure everything's good. Um, I saw where Daniel Kalen is going to be an early enrollee. I think that's really good for him um, just to kind of get in the weight program and just get, you know, start the maturity uh, factor a little bit faster, plus to get in and, and know his teammates. Maybe not mm-hmm. to play next year, but to get and solidify yourself as a leader, as a worker, and as a Husker. It's, all, it's paramount, especially for quarterback. You want to learn this system inside out and obviously be able to put a better product than people were putting out there last year. Is there any excuse for an incoming quarterback not to graduate early? Well, I mean, what well, well, if they all got the grades? Hey, <laughs> we just got to make sure you get here, right? Sure. Uh, I, no, no, I mean, no, you would like it, but you know what? I, we've seen guys this year come in late. They end up playing. If you can play, sure. you can play. Sure. I just think for a quarterback in in our situation, anybody that comes in comes in this room or comes here, mm-hmm. right? Transfer portal, incoming freshman. I think getting here as soon as possible is the best thing for anybody. So let's say, for instance, I, I'm not sure on all the rules. Let's say they're recruiting Jay Foreman out of the portal. I decide to commit to Nebraska. I'm trying to get here before, so there's no you don't have to worry about the January 15th. Right. I want to get here and get settled. I want to get. I want to be. If if we're going over install. First day, I want to be already on day seven, mm. right? Because here's the thing about quarterback, and it doesn't matter whether you're in high school, college, or pros. You need to be the first one there and the last one to leave. Not some of the time, not whenever you feel like it, not because you're being told to do so. It's because of what you have to do. It's just part of the job description. It is part it, of the not, job. Not quarterback, negotiable. that's why – you never, you don't ever hear any. You don't ever see a coach get up there and say, "Man, we need a new middle linebacker. We got to spend one, two million. No, unless it's Michael Parsons or Jeremiah Trotter Jr. or something. And they going to the pros. Mm-hmm. That's why, because you have to know the playbook. You have to be a a coach on the field. And the reason why I say that is because when Marcus Satterfield sends in a play, you should already know after the half of the play is already read what the other half is. And then, therefore, you should already have your first or secondary read based on your film study and your interaction with your coach and your players. And that is only going to come from time, hard work, and dedication. And doing that ahead of time gives you more time to look at the defense, it, it, see it, what they're it, lined right, up, and it, go through your progressions so ahead of time. You're, all all the like the foundation stuff is already there. Now you get to go play football. Now you get to get in and become a thinking man game. And so, mm-hmm. Peyton Manning made it famous. A lot of other players or quarterbacks have done it. I think it's a, it's a little bit different now because everybody's judged on on Peyton Manning. But then also, I was listening to Cam Newton where he was saying that you know he's he's the judge of the new age quarterback, right? Being able to dom- be dominant in the run game, being able to be physical, but then also being more than an adequate passer. But you have to have explosive receivers, and the only and there's two ways you can get better and get more explosive by getting better at your craft. But then also, you if you when you hook up and link up with a quarterback, a coordinator, and a play caller, um, that helps you play at a higher or actually a more consistent level. We're able to take our study habits, then take it onto the field. That way, I'm just not throwing it to you when you're open. It when you're open, I'm throwing it to you on the run or throwing you open, 
So guess what happens mm-hmm. after that? Run after the catch, explosive plays. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, you start to get you know love and all that stuff. Next thing you know, I'm thinking they Jay Foreman is getting drafted. When you look at Florida State, right? Travis was good, the quarterback, mm-hmm. before Keon or Keon Coleman got there. Keon Coleman got there, he got more explosive. Then they had the other uh, big time receiver on the other side. All of a sudden, Travis becomes a Heisman candidate. Michael Penix Jr. Three guys going to the league, right? He's mm-hmm. a good he's a good quarterback, mm-hmm. same phenomenal athlete and everything that was at Indiana. Goes to Washington. There you go. Caleb Williams, when he was at Oklahoma in his first year at US, uh, USC, mm-hmm. right? He had Addison, first-round pick, mm-hmm. multiple receivers. We can go on and on and on, and so that's, what, that's why it's so paramount, but then it all starts with what you do when you get here. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard-to-recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's one thing to get here. You made it. Congratulations. What are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What mm-hmm. What are you going to do with it? And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be a starter or like an all-conference player or whatever it is. You got to be the best version of yourself. Are you better than you when you came in? Or were you a guy just just did just enough? Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, there's a high percentage of guys that won't play any football in four years. That's the thing that sucks about football. You talked about that too, which on the week to week for Nebraska, you know, well, the preparation of every week yeah. and the game being the payoff, you know, that was a common theme that you brought up week in, week out for this team is that, you know, football's the grind and the games are the reward. Sometimes you never see that reward, but you have to put in the sure. work without knowing it's coming. That's your point. If you don't put in the work, if you don't do all the things that I always talk about or anybody DP talks about, you talk about, if you don't do those, okay, there's only one guarantee. Majority of the time you're going to lose. You do those that gives that get doesn't guarantee you to win. It puts you in a better position to win and win more consistently. Mm-hmm. And that's where the confidence comes from. You know, um, you know, I was I'm a big Larry Bird fan, um, and they was talking. He was doing an interview, and this is when after he get done, he was done coaching. He's, he's a little bit older because you could just tell by the YouTube video. And they were like, "How? Where'd your confidence come from?" He's like, "Man, hours and hours of shooting the basketball." He said, I was more, he's like, I gained my confidence before I grew to six foot nine. When I got to six foot nine, he's like, I know nobody could stop me. Because when he was shorter, mm-hmm. he had gained the confidence. 
shoot the ball, dribble, do everything. He knew it, learned the game, learned his misses and everything. Mm-hmm. So by the time he started to get his growth spurt, he was just like, this This is just playing. It's over for the rest child's of play. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's no different than football. Your confidence comes from the amount of work that you put in. And it's such a mental game, Austin. I wanted to ask you about this because I remember just just telling myself things that probably weren't even realistic. <laughs> you, like, you know, I've worked hard. This is going to, you know, you know, if I if I got an extra couple reps and squats, this will lead to 20 extra tackles or I'll be able to make the game-saving tackle. But it gave me such confidence that you never lose that because <laughs> you could draw back on it and go there anytime you want, especially if you're struggling. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? And, and do kids these days really take it to that extent? I'm sure some do, and they're yeah. the ones whose names will know down the road. But I think it's also different for every kid, sure. right? I think making that that big play is the result of that hard work, but the light comes on at different times for different kids. Yeah, For some guys, it'll click in eighth grade. Some guys, maybe it's as a freshman. Some guys, it won't click till their junior, senior year. Yeah. Some guys get lucky. They get someone to take a flyer on them like, hey, we see your physical traits. We see your mental traits. We think you're going to go into the other. And the light finally clicks as a sophomore in college after two years of development. I still think there are enough kids willing to put in that work. Right. I just think it's drawn out of them in different ways now by coaches than it was previously. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You, I mean, they, you know, I still, I, I still am a firm believer of because I've seen it, and then also I've coached, you know, obviously not college, but I've coached kids that you know play pretty competitive sports. I still believe you can coach kids hard, coach kids hard, but you got to be fair, and it does <laughs> need to be hard every day. But you got to be able to have a line of accountability, trust, motivation, discipline, hard work, all that wrapped into one. And they Mm got to, you know, I'll use this word fear, but I think it's not fear in a negative way. I think fear of like my biggest fear was letting my teammates down. My biggest fear was letting Coach McBride down, that type of fear. Whereas like, you you know, that's playing for a bigger purpose. I didn't want to be in, you know, one of my biggest fears was – Walking into the training table in front of other athletes that play other sports and football players, and either you know we'd have a tray of food or whatever. Walking in the tray, or as I was leaving the you know leaving, and somebody would say, "Man, that dude didn't give me didn't give it all, give it give it his all." Like mm-hmm. it, 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 he was a letdown. That's it. That, that's, that's fear as a catalyst, as right. a motivator, versus fear you know inhibiting right growth. Yeah. So it's, I mean, but that's a healthy fear. I didn't want to let my team eyes down. I definitely didn't want to let Coach McBride down. Number one, I didn't want to get any more like tobacco up in my face. You know, I'm not, wasn't a, I'm not a big dipper, but a couple of times he got, he got, he got hype on me. 2010 second hand dip. Yo, it was definitely second hand dip. And I was like, man, you know, that's a, that's a nice little mint. mint you have a favorite yeah, flavor? Yeah, man. Coach McBride's dip. Yeah, yeah, it was like mint. Man, that was his deal. It was like minty green or something like that. I was like, okay, Coach, I see, you. I like it. You know, um. Some code, it was a Kodak or something like that. I was like, yeah, I'm good on it. But, uh, you know, I think like when you're thinking about this transfer portal and this team, you know, we talked about, you know, before we went to break, Ohio State mm-hmm. and Ryan Day. A lot of uneasiness around the program. Guys potentially going to go into the draft. Guys, well, not, guys have went into the portal, potentially more in the portal. And I posed the question, I'm going to pose it to you. If you're Ryan Day, and obviously the NFL season isn't over yet. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what is it called? Black Monday? Yeah. Yeah. That's not even close. How would you approach this bowl game? How would you approach doing your job? 
Because the reality of waiting to possibly backdoor your way in again is obviously the reality is not happening. Mm-hmm. How would you go about doing your business? Because this is a this is a situation Ohio State's never been in. And Ryan Day's never been in. Mm-hmm. It's like the players are losing faith. The fans are losing faith. You got a new AD coming in, or potentially a new AD coming in. Mm-hmm. You got a new president. Everything's changed in that football program and over the last 20 years. I would hope I would approach my job the same way, right? Because the, you can never bank on getting an NFL job. Right. Like, what has Ryan, do- Ryan Day done that guarantees him an NFL coordinator spot? His offenses have been good, like, certainly develops yeah. the talent, but he's not an NFL guy right now. He's a college guy. It's going to yeah. take someone taking that flyer on him, and it sure won't be as a head coach. Right. So trying to bank on getting an NFL coordinator job seems risky at best. So if I'm him, I'm putting everything in my bowl game. You know, show that professional approach. It didn't go how we wanted it to, but I'm sure you can speak to not every NFL season goes how you drew it up. No, it starting does not. at week one. <laughs> no, so, it don't. No, it <laughs> if don't. If you're Ryan Day, if you can play weeks one through twelve one way and then play your bowl game the same way, I think that speaks to a level of professionalism that right. I would think an NFL team would take note of. Yeah, I'm I'm a little more worried about Ohio State than I was like early 2010s Alabama. They're just really starting to get it rolling. They, right, yeah. they don't get to the championship yeah. game. They lose to Utah. Yeah. But you knew Saban was the guy. You Eventually, knew they were yeah. starting to make that transition to a more, you know, quote-unquote, modern style of football. Right. Ohio State's there. They've just gotten their butt kicked the last few years. Alabama yeah. wasn't soul-searching. They were trying to find tweaks. Yeah. Ohio State doesn't know what it is right now. Yeah, that's the thing that's scary is that administration— I mean, obviously, Ted Carter's the president, mm-hmm. but he, he's got to hire a new AD. Mm-hmm. Gene Smith was always the the— the the sound mind calm the 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 murky waters or clear up the murky waters and, and all that right mm-hmm. and he was able to navigate Ohio State through some crazy times whether it's mm-hmm. the assistant coach under Urban Meyer whether it's Urban Meyer uh, transition to Ryan Day um, even before that with Luke Fickle and and, and, and Jim Trestle and all the things that you think of and then also be there as a beacon of uh, positivity and also growth in the game embracing mm-hmm. NIL. Um, allowing Ryan Day to actually say, look, well, this is how much we need to raise to keep our team. Mm-hmm. All this stuff, right? Um, went, now, from, went from Tad Mata to right. Chris Holtman yeah. with Choppy Waters. Right, there. and it was a late fire, too. You know, late. You remember Tad Mata got fired like during almost during the summer. Right. Yeah, not no, almost. He did, which mm-hmm. it normally didn't happen. So you got to think, this is a totally different Ohio State program right now. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes Columbus and the university go, the football team. Right. And then you have a coach that's 0-3, and, and they think it's the the, the, the world is, is collapsing on them. 0-3 and is 0-30. And then you got a whole bunch of guys either going in the portal or, or declaring, this is going to have to be Ryan Day's best coaching job. Hmm. He's going to have to find a way to, to motivate Devin Brown, to motivate – Whoever's there at running back and receivers and, and defense and everything else. This is a whole different team. Is Hartline looking somewhere else? He hasn't been thrown around. So is he no. trying to take over for Day? Is he is he good I there? Think, I think Hartline, Brian Hartline, has got to get better as a coordinator. I think Day needs to probably give relinquish some of those duties and, and roll with it, step mm-hmm. in when you need to, define the roles. I think the defense and the Jim Knowles have done a lot better. Um, I think they need to work on getting more physical. I think they need to incorporate the tight end a little bit more. And I think they need to get tougher a little bit on the on the defense as well. And that just comes mm-hmm. from practice habits and what you're setting as a tone. 
I'm a firm believer like Nick Saban. It's easier to come in very hard and relax and, and relinquish some of it after you, after you built your culture versus coming in and riding a wave and then try to crank it up. So mm. Ryan Day is going to have to get these guys motivated, man. I don't know how he's going to do it if everybody that they say is going in the portal in the draft, it, it could be very hard to get them motivated, but it could be very easy. Because I know if I was a red shirt mm-hmm. and we weren't in the national championship or I was a player that was a rotational player, boy, I'd be hyped that I'm about to play <laughs> in a bowl game against right. Missouri. Doesn't count against eligibility. Right. Oh, I'm free for Oh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to have everybody watch. I'm trying to do something. And then also I'm looking at like I could put myself in a, in a good position going into next year. So You know who did that? Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. That Rose Bowl. Yeah. Like what, 15 catches, 300 yards, something ridiculous. Smith yeah. and Jigba had that big game too. Right. They, it just looked like they were out there playing man amongst boys. And now look at him. He's going to be a top three pick. So mm-hmm. there is opportunity out there. He's just got to sell it and he's got to practice it and he's got to refocus this team. And you can't let the Michigan game lead to an embarrassment against Missouri, mm-hmm. who will be motivated, mm-hmm. uh, especially with uh, was a Drankowicz. Yeah. Oh, Drinky, you know, he, he gonna, he talking about he's standing on business. I ain't never seen a coach do <laughs> Who's Who's this sound more legit coming from, Nick or Eli Drinkwitz? <laughs> Since I've seen Drinkwitz in his interview, it's him. <laughs> he definitely been in that locker room listening to some, like, trap music or whatever it is because uh, he, he's, he's definitely been on it. So, good segment Before there. Before we go to break, go I want to get talk to Coach Foreman here. We got a text here that I want to uh-huh. make sure we get in. Um, from International Hot Dog. Jay, several summers ago, you worked with a young man. His name was Spencer. I'm his dad. I wanted to let you know that he's received his fifth offer to play college football as a long snapper. You made an impact on that young man. You taught him that it takes work to hone your craft. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah, man. I appreciate that, man. Spencer, good, man. That, that just made my day, man. I mean, that's great, man. It's Listen, you just never know who's listening. You know, when you talk to kids and you try to you just give them a little bit of your experience, some of them take it and run with it, and some... Oh, uh, man, you just know the old dude. You ain't no good. But uh, Spencer was obviously a, a great great kid. I wish him nothing but the best. He will continue to strive like he's done already. But we're going to go to break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk a little Nebraska hoops. They played a night up in MPLS. Hopefully they didn't spend too much time at Manny Steakhouse um, and get weighed down. The, the uh, old barn up there is awful bouncy, so they need to bounce on the Gophers here at 8 o'clock tonight. But we're going to dive into the Minnesota, or to the Nebraska-Minnesota basketball game After this break, we'll be right back. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Grainger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Grainger, for the ones who get it done.